and welcome to the Pack Heavy podcast. Now this podcast is for anyone who works in the hospitality and food manufacturing industries who use flexible packaging to get their products to market. Featuring interviews with guests who have traveled the path that you're on so that you can learn from their successes and failures and engage in the mindset required to go all in on your vision. I call this mindset the Pack Heavy mentality and it's primarily driven by deliberate action and extreme organization. You gather market intelligence, put a strong plan in place, organize the appropriate resources, and then confidently test your hypothesis against reality. So if you're ready to pack heavy on your vision, you're in the right place, and I'm excited to have you here. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 45, where today I'm joined by Kerry Somerset-Williams, president of the Food Executives Club of Vancouver and senior key account manager at Brandseed Marketing, a natural food broker headquartered in Brampton, Ontario. This episode is proudly brought to you by our show sponsors, Vancouver-based flexible packaging and equipment specialist, Food Pack, coach, podcaster, and author, Brad Bodnachuk, and Futurepreneur Canada. For over 60 years, the Food Executives Club of Vancouver has served the vendor and retailer community in BC, connecting top executives from Canadian retail banners, so think Choices, Costco, HY Louis, London Drugs, Overweighty, Quality Foods, and T&T, to name but a few to members of the community who are primarily CPG sales and market executives and people just like you. So owner-operators who want to network and build relationships to help their business thrive in a competitive market. It's fair to say that the Food Executives Club of Vancouver has built one of the strongest industry communities in Canada and definitely worth looking into if you're determined to build face-to-face relationships. On today's show, Kerry provides us with a great explanation and insight into the value that a broker could bring to your business and some context surrounding where a broker fits in relationship to the food brand manufacturer, distributor and retailer dynamic. Now, Brandseed itself was actually founded in 2014 by President Jim Kavanagh and has over 30 years of experience in the grocery industry ranging from in-store retail category and brand management. The overall focus of brand seed marketing is to add value to your company and become your brand's champion in the Canadian market while assisting you, the manufacturer, in delivering your product, your goals, and your ideas to your quiver of distributors and retailers. Other key takeaways from the episode include some discussion on noteworthy market and industry shifts and trends, questions to ask a broker when qualifying them for your business, some insight into membership at the Food Executives Club of Vancouver, and the strong network of industry professionals that frequent events and monthly luncheons. Another great conversation today. Kerry was an absolute pleasure, so sit back and enjoy. Kerry, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be um, asked to join you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm excited to have you on and have this conversation. I um, uh, I came across your name on LinkedIn and Trevor um, Baker at McDonald's Search Group is obviously a guest that I had on the show previously. And I see that you are the um, you're currently the president of the Food Executives Club of Vancouver. So I asked Trevor for a warm introduction, and here we are. Yes, wonderful. I am president. Yeah. It's been a great. Well, it's been different, but a great year so far. Yeah, what a challenge, you know, I guess, you know, compared to the normal um, run of the operation at the executives club, like you guys usually have your monthly lunch-ins and so on. But yeah, things would definitely be different now for you. Absolutely. A lot of Zoom meetings. (laughs) Yeah. How do you handle that? Well, it's pretty good. You know, we, um, our team's been able to get some great speakers and, Mm. um, you know, just business as usual. The thing is, we're not meeting socially and um, having that one-on-one conversations with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I miss that yes. a lot actually. Yeah. 
obviously with both of us being in sales, like I'm in sales here at food pack, that's probably the, the greatest thing that I love about sales, like getting in front of people, shaking hands, having great conversations and obviously, yeah, doing that all in person. And that's, you know, changing now we're getting out there and knocking on doors more frequently now, but Mm -hmm. it was something that I I genuinely missed. Absolutely. It's a tough one too. And with our food executives, um, we just had our first event yesterday after how many years we had our golf tournament. And just seeing the people again was amazing. Like we had our retailers there as well as our um, sales and marketing people out there in the Mm -hmm. world. And uh, it was so exciting just to be around everybody again. Yep. Yep. Do you play a bit of golf yourself? No, No? (laughs) not really. (laughs) I used to give it a go, but uh, recently, no, not much. (laughs) Yeah. That's the one thing about, you know, playing golf and networking, you know, like it's a great idea but people really get to sort of see the kind of person you are like, A, are you athletic? B, do you have coordination? And C, what's your temperament like on a golf course? Because golf challenge. Hello, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the conversation that I'm having with Kerry today. And while I've got your attention, I did want to briefly touch on our show sponsors. So at Food Pack, you've heard me talk a lot about our flexible packaging that we offer. So whether it's a stock bag program or a custom printer pouch, the one thing that I did want to briefly touch on though is our equipment. So we're really lucky that we've got a showroom floor with all of our equipment set up and operational. So we've got chamber vacuum machines, we've got band sealers, we've got tray sealers, and we've also got a thermoformer. So you're more than welcome to come on in with your food-based products and we will package it up for you so that you can do some shelf life testing. Uh, Have a look at the equipment, make sure that it's gonna actually tick all of the boxes that you wanna achieve within your business. So think output numbers, the way that you want your product to present out in the world, and also shelf life expectations. So if you'd like to find out a little bit more about what I can do to help you with your equipment in your production area, definitely get in touch with me by emailing me at hayden at foodpack.ca or by calling me on my cell, which is 604-360-6790. A while ago, I was listening to the Tim Ferriss podcast, and it was the episode where Tim was interviewing actor Hugh Jackman. And during the conversation, Tim asked Hugh why he hired and was working with a personal coach and what value he found in working with a coach. And in typical Hugh style, his response was, mate, if Roger Federer, one of the greatest tennis players of all time, still has a tennis coach, why shouldn't I have somebody in my corner who pushes me? And that is exactly why I started working with Brad Bodnichuk. Now, Brad is a coach who will absolutely push you in all areas of your life. And a good example of that is this podcast for me. This podcast would not be here if it wasn't for Brad saying, mate, you are completely capable of doing that. So if you want somebody to be in your corner, helping you define what it is exactly that you want in your life, I recommend that you reach out to Brad Bodnichuk for a free 45-minute strategy session by visiting the link in the show notes. Futurepreneur Canada is the only national non-profit organization that supports young entrepreneurs aged 18 to 39 with up to $60,000 in financing, an expert business mentor for up to two years and resources to help you plan, manage and grow your business. I actually interviewed Mina Hagigi on episode 31 and I recommend that you go back through the catalog and have a listen because during the episode Mina goes into quite a bit of detail into the program options and webinar series that they have at Futurepreneur. Um, Another great case study was Alana Lucas from Hunter Browns on episode 27. I recommend that you go back and have a listen because honestly Alana speaks so highly of Futurepreneur and the value that it brought to her business especially in the early days. To learn more about Futurepreneur or to register for any of their programs, head on down to the show notes and click on their link.
challenge us, challenges everybody <laughs> at the best of times. I think it, you know, you show your real true colors on a golf course, don't you? For sure. For sure. I'm glad I was, I was with my type of people and not the big retailers yeah. yesterday because yeah. they might not have liked it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, where did you grow up? Where are you from? Originally, I started to grow up in Ontario. Uh, yep. My parents started moving in between grade five and grade six for me. And we moved from Ontario to British Columbia, back to Ontario, back to British Columbia, back to Ontario, back to British Columbia. And all of that in between, what's that, 13 to 18. At 18. Yeah, pretty formative years. Yeah. 18, I moved back out here on my own. Okay. What was the driver of the change? Was it your career of your parents or? Family. You know, we would move out to British Columbia and then my parents would miss their family. And we kept going. Yeah, totally understandable. I, um, I'm obviously from the other side of the world based here in Richmond and, uh, yeah, all of my family's back home and my wife is originally from Ontario as well. So we've both got family far away from us and, uh, yeah, so know all about the, the pain of not having family close by. Yes. Yes. And I'm out here on my own and all of my family is in Ontario, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you've set up shop here in BC. It's a beautiful part of the world. Hey. Yes. Yeah. I've been out here. Oh gosh. A long time. A long time. Yeah. I can't give it away. No, I was going to say, don't date yourself. (laughs) Um, And what did you study when you were out here? Well, you know, it's funny because I, um, I just came back out and I was working in restaurants and then I got into aesthetics and had a back issue. Mm -hmm. And at that time I was with my late husband, Uh, we were dating Mm -hmm. and him Mm -hmm. and all of his friends were in sales. Right. In the consumer packaged good industry. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, if they can all do it and they're having so much fun, maybe that's what I should do when I'm retraining. So yes, I took yeah. a six month sales and marketing course at Trend yeah. College, had a job within about a week and a half after I was done Wow! and haven't really turned back since. Yeah. Yeah. And so I see that you started at McCain. So that was the job you're talking about. That was the first one. Actually, no, I, uh, that was the first one after I had my children. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I actually yeah. took about seven years off. I was yeah. working uh, Umberto's Pasta and Sauce, and then I worked with uh, Bev West, which used to be um, Snapple. We were mm-hmm. the people that were, when Snapple was huge and it was everywhere, that was our doing. Right. Okay. So I'm not familiar with the brand Snapple being Australian. So Snapple, I'm assuming, is it like apple-based beverage? Um, it's an iced tea-based beverage. Iced tea. Okay. Yep. And in the, oh gosh early nineties, it was just huge everywhere. Yeah. And okay. um, it was selling. It was one of those things that it was like, Oh, I sell Snapple. And everybody's like, Ooh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lucky to have a brand like that to be representing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you look at the case study of Snapple, what was the the downfall of Snapple? Ooh, the downfall of Snapple. That's a, a good question. Um, maybe because I went on maternity leave. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. <laughs> so but before you sort of suggested that you know back when snapper was huge so it's not as big now is that what you're suggesting like that's yeah okay the market shifted right right, absolutely like you know we've seen uh new york seltzer come and go we've seen snapple come and go clearly canadian come and go it's just everything has a um a clock and once it once it reaches its full 24 hours shall we say it yeah you know you just hope you can get it back yeah got you 
Okay. So you're born and raised in Ontario. You moved out to BC when you were 18. You got into sales. And uh, and so obviously you were in the CPG world. So what was it that attracted you to that, you know, this arena? And what's kept you in it for so long? Well, my, my late husband got me into it, basically. Yes. Yep. Um, and I've just really enjoyed it. And I feel like yeah. I've um, continued to get successful at it every yeah. Every position, I just grow a little bit more and um, I've enjoyed it. The people I know, the people I've met, Mm -hmm. uh, the people I call on, um, just, it just keeps me going. Um, Mm. So it's like, you know, there's been times where you've thought to yourself, should I consider going or trying a new, um, a new career or new, new job in a different Mm. area of sales. And then it's just like, "Mm." but this is pretty comfortable. <laughs> it's home. Yeah. Got yeah. 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 And you know, if you do feel that way, obviously you're at the food executives club of Vancouver and that in itself is a bit of a family. I'd imagine like everybody knows everybody and you know, you guys have some really long-term members and it would just be friendly faces that you'd be encountering all of the time as well. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to sort of dig in um, to sort of the shifts that you've seen in the market over the years. So whether we're talking about, you know, category shifts in the growth of the plant-based and organic sort of um, categories, or even sort of vendor retailer relationships, how have things changed from right back when you got into the industry years ago to where they are today? Oh, huge changes. You know, we've Mm. seen um, a lot of conventional go into natural organic, into, um, now plant-based and fermented low sugars, all the diet trends. There's just so many different um, trends that we've seen come and go. Mm-hmm. It's, it's huge. Um, yeah. The products, the, the people, the people in the industry have all been pretty yeah. much the same, but. Um, yeah. 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 And how have you found it's been adapting to the, all of those changes? I think you just have to keep a clear mind and just yeah. keep looking. Um, Education uh, yep. is huge now as well. Like you, a lot of people, like the, the shoppers that go into the choices, the whole foods, yep. the nature's fair, they're a different shopper because they, they all have their, um, their knowledge behind them usually or mm-hmm. their special diets. So yep. really focusing on that and seeing how you can add to it um, helps a lot. Yeah, right. So what you're saying is, um, you know, you're picking up on trends, you're seeing, you know, where the opportunity lies, and then you're actually out there um, as a broker sort of finding these brands to then fit the solution into a retail location. Is that how it works? Correct. Yeah. Okay, cool. No worries. You know, it's kind of interesting, like I haven't, you're the first broker that I've had um, on the show, which is really cool. I've had distributors, which has been great. Um, I've had plenty of brands come on and manufacturers and what I'd love to sort of start off uh, with is sort of if you could sort of outline what a broker does and how they sort of fit into the relationship between the manufacturer distributor and the retailer okay we are the middleman we help on both sides so a brand would come to us we set them up we discuss margins we discuss uh, distribution um, promos um, just how we want to emerge into the market. So with right. all of that information, then we, we kind of split it up. There's a brand manager that will um, really focus on the brand and the distribution side of it. And then there's a team that focuses on the sales side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we really um, try to make sure that the, the manufacturer knows the expectation of our vendors 
And right. we try to, um, you know, just guide them and help them figure out the, the route to market. Um, right, the route right. to market is, is, can be a, a big process mm. and um, setting expectations and helping them is, is the focus. Right. So if you're, say, got a, a startup business, you've been operational for 12 to 18 months, you're out there selling your product into retail banners, you may have a distributor and they're starting to get out there and sell on your behalf and you're expanding. At what point would it actually make sense to engage with a broker and start the conversation there? Probably at about 18 months. 18 months. You've got yeah. a few um, good retailers lined up, yep. you're, you're selling in. Um, that's when we can come in and help you make sure we got, we have you into the right retailers. Mm -hmm. Um, because if you've got a natural organic product, you want to start in the natural organic, um, retailers before you go to those big retailers, you've got to make Mm -hmm. sure you've got the production ready. Um, there has to be conversations around that. There has to be conversations about how you're going to continue to promote your product, how we're going to get it into the hands of the consumer yeah. And, and in today's day and age, that's hard because of we just have no sampling available to us right yeah. now. Yeah. So how are we going to discount it and use that sampling budget that we would have had to promote trial in the retail mm-hmm. market um, when you start focusing on the sales side of it? Got you. So it's a really strategic relationship. So I'd imagine you guys would be sitting down and having quite a high level conversation and then sort of really, you know, digging down into the nitty gritty of how you want to, you know, grow this brand out and what's, you know, the mechanics of how that's going to work and who the potential relationships and conversations need to be with. Is that correct? Absolutely. Oh, cool. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yes. Yes, it is. Cool. So, you know, over what period of time does an onboarding process look like with a broker? The onboarding can take from three months to nine months, depending on where we are. Um, You know, we want to make sure that we have everything in place and and that Mm -hmm. does take a bit of work. Mm -hmm. Um, We want to make sure that we're really focused to getting it out into the retailers and and our plan for that. So it helps to just uh, sit back and focus and do a little roadmap and, Mm -hmm. you know, who we're going to approach first and how we're going to grow it with them. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess you've got your Rolodex of contacts that you have have great relationships as well. So, you know, those doors would be opened a lot easier, you know, with partnering with a a broker as well. Yes, for sure. And we also know like when category reviews are going to come up, um, we know the right person at, at the larger companies to focus Mm. on. Yeah. Um, Perfect. So, you know, you would have seen a lot of over the years, you know, a lot of brands come and go, And, um, you know, many grow into huge successful companies as well. Mm -hmm. So what do you sort of see as the fundamentals to succeeding in the CPG world? And how does a broker sort of fit into that relationship? A lot of it is having a great product. When you have a great product and you're willing to work with it, it's it's so much easier. Um, We need to make sure we get into the right retailer, make sure we're developing the right channel for the product, which is huge, that right consumer. Yeah. and we have to do that before we go on a big scale. Yeah. So then getting the product into the consumer's hands, as I was saying, is so, yeah. so huge. Um, yeah. Product is everything. And, yeah. And that right chain to, to get it to the retailers. Yeah. And I'm sure you'd probably agree that, you know, 
the the founding team is also pretty critical in it as well like if you've got really motivated you know entrepreneurs and business owners and individuals that are actually like invested in their own brands and you know willing to back it and support it and go the extra mile as well i'm sure that would sort of be a pretty cool pretty critical factor too absolutely having them focus with us is yeah. so is so important yeah yeah how do you sort of so say if there was a, uh, a business out there they were considering getting a broker on board one thing that you know has come up quite often on the podcast is that you know margins are already really thin in this game right and, and especially by the time the the actual brand or the manufacturer itself you know they're obviously selling at wholesale you've got a distributor you've got a broker you've got the retailer everybody's taking their snip along the way so you know what they're left with at the end of the day can be, you know, cents on the dollar, like minimal. Mm-hmm. So how do you sort of overcome the objection of, you know, what the the value that the uh, broker is going to bring to the relationship? And, you know, how do you sell it back to them to go, you know what? Yeah, there is a cost associated with doing business with us, but this is what we can do for you. Well, how does that conversation go? Um, well, it's, we, you know, there's sales reports and there's, um, you know, just showing really what we do. We're, our company yep. is amazing with our sales reports. We know where yeah. our product is, where it yep. needs to go. We can pull yep. up a, a report and, and look at all of that. Um, yeah. That is one of the things that we do sell ourselves on. Yeah. Yeah. Also with our knowledge base, um, we're a small team, but yep. uh, oh gosh, I can't even tell you how many years knowledge with all of us yeah. together. Yep. And um, really utilizing that to, to, um, encourage them you know we've been doing this let us help you take this to market because you know we have our our owner of our company who has worked with Sobies, and we have mm-hmm. myself who's been um, sales for so long and we have another yep. lady that's done the brand management for so long so all of those and when we get in a conversation with those potential um, brands you know, really showing, showcasing all of our assets is, is how we bring them on. Um, Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. So I guess, you know, we could sort of take this conversation in a few directions, but I want to keep on digging into sort of the broker, you know, side of the business as well, because it kind of intrigues me, like you're really looking for a strong portfolio of brands to represent. And so I can imagine, you know, trade shows would be a really good place to find these, you know, up and coming brands, you know, there'd be a great opportunity to sort of do some really cool prospecting and, you know, cool hunting in that space. But with a lot of, um, you know, with a lot of these expos and um, so on being shut down due to COVID, have you guys gotten out? there and how have you sort of managed to do all of the cool hunting and you know get yourselves in front of prospective businesses and you know you know sell your brand to them and the the value that you can bring to their business have you managed to do that a lot of it's internet just looking for new product as well as just word of mouth like and 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 going into different retailers like you know whole foods or choices And seeing what they might have different and knowing what's in some of the other retailers and going, oh, well, I don't see that product there. So maybe we should reach out to them. Yeah. Or yeah. if you hear of a new trend that's coming, like, um, mm-hmm. you know, when meat products were coming and stuff like that, the yeah. um, plant-based, you know, yeah. really reaching out to the different um, manufacturers yeah. and encouraging them to, to speak with you. Like, I mean, any smart manufacturer is going to interview five good brokers. 
Yeah. And they're yeah. going to look them up online and see what they can do for them. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it really is just being, um, having the connection with those people when they're calling mm-hmm. And yep. encouraging them and them encouraging you. And it's yep. again, relationship. Yeah, no, it means everything, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It really does. So for a manufacturer out there that's actually um, you know, fielding some brokers and qualifying them. So, you know, like you suggested, you get on the phone, having a conversation with five different brokers. What is it exactly? Well, what are some questions that you recommend that you know a brand ask the brokers? And what sort of some critical pieces of the relationship that people need to consider? I think they need to find out um, the brands that we already carry and yep. how we work with them. Uh, we do encourage them sometimes to reach out to other brands that we do look after. I think that's very important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they need to really ask us what we do differently yep. so that we can explain how we work. Um, and then they need to ask everybody else that as well. Yep. They need yep. to be comfortable with, um, with our dynamics. Yeah, they need yeah. to um, ask us. You know what? Ask us why they should come to us. Yeah, you know, because we're going to tell them a gazillion different reasons why they come should come to us. Yeah. We're, we're very dedicated. We're very focused. Um, you know, we're a smaller brokerage, so we only want a certain number of brands because yeah. we want to be able to work on every brand that we're yeah. dealing with. We can't yeah. just let bring them on and just let them sit there without being able to answer to them. We yep. have um, action trackers that we go through our, with our brands every two months. So those are some of the things that they need to find out how we're working day by day on their business. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can imagine like it'd be critical not to spread yourselves too thin and give everybody the time and, you know, attention that they deserve would be really important for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause once you get past a certain number of brands, you need yep. to start adding to your staff, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. And you've got to be able to afford that. So if you're taking on all new brands, it, yep. it's harder to do that. So really getting established with the brands before moving yep. along to yep. larger. How big's the team at um at Brandseed? Oh, we are a team of five. Yeah. Okay. So really, <laughs> like on all like relativity, you guys are quite small. Yes, we are. I guess yeah. you could call yourselves kind of boutique. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, like any boutique business, the value is the relationships that you have, you know, and you can pick up the phone and I'm sure you're really accessible in that respect too. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Tell us about the Food Executive Club of Vancouver. Ooh. I would love to sort of hear about the value that that's brought into your life and the value that it brings to the industry and, you know, the networking opportunity that it provides for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Great. Um, I love the food executives. I have been well, when I worked at McCain's, I would often go to the luncheons. I wasn't a member yep. at that point in time. Uh, when I was with Wallace and Carey for my time there, um, since then, I've, I've been with them. So that's like since right. 2010, I think it was. Okay. And um, just have always enjoyed it, have enjoyed the, the camaraderie with everybody. Yep. You know, it's, it's really a group of sales, sales and marketing executives in Western yeah. Canada. So anybody in the food industry has the opportunity to join us. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, we've got the strongest community out there. Like just, yeah. we have 150 members mm-hmm. and um, we, we like to um, engage and enlighten with presentations from our retailers. 
as well as social events and activities. Yeah, cool. So, so we are all member funded. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nonprofit and it is uh, led by a um, elected board of directors. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've got, we've got rapport building. We've got lasting friendships. Oh my goodness. The people I, from there are just amazing. Yeah. Um, different people you can call in different situations. Like if I was stumped on something, I've got a handful of people I could call depending on what the situation is and just talk it through. And it, it's so cool. Everybody's always so open and um, great, great networking mm-hmm. with this club. Yeah. And then uh, we also support our members with bursaries, their children for bursaries um, for secondary education. Right. Okay. How does that work? Yeah. Um, you know, we get the uh, any of the members that have children that are going on to post-secondary um, education, they can just write us a letter. We take a look at it at the end of the year and, um, you know, we award them with small bursaries. It's, it's not huge, yep. but we're yep. trying to give back to our members for supporting us and that's we awesome. like to support their children. Yeah. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would suggested at the start of the podcast that lunches are starting again. The month, the monthly in-person lunches. I believe we are going to do our first monthly luncheon in December, and we're going to be having. Am I allowed to tell you who we're going to have? (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about it. We're going to have um, the Georgia Main Group there, so the IJ's First Street Market in British. Oh, great, great, great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, no worries. I'll have to come. Yes, yes, please do. You know what? I'll put you on my mailing list. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I'd love to be. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. So being the president of the organization, was that your first sort of step into the realm of leadership in that respect? Um, I, I've, I feel like I've kind of always tried to be a leader and leading yeah, So it's my first official leadership title. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I really do try to lead. I've always tried to lead throughout life and try to set an example. Um, yeah. With this, I, we've been able to do our Zoom meetings yeah. And leading the, the group has been good, but I think we're missing that, that personal touch when mm-hmm. it comes to it. So, so we've had some, um, you know, generally we work off of a calendar and we know exactly when everything's happening. So it's a bit yep. different in that way where when you're not getting together things, you know, sometimes you don't do enough Zoom meetings and, uh, I can't yeah. believe I just said that, but <laughs> yeah, no, I hear, you. you know, it's a fine line, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. you want to engage with your members and provide the value of their membership to them, but at the same time, you don't want to overdo it, especially on the zoom platform as well, which, you know, we're all becoming so familiar with, but I think it's, you know, the truth of the matter is that it is absolutely exhausting. <laughs> you know, you can tap out at sort of two o'clock kind of thing and go, you know what, I'm done with zoom for the day because yeah. it's yeah. Mentally draining. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, Tell us about, you know, when it comes to leadership, you know, you're obviously, how many children did you say you have? I have two boys. Two boys. Wow. Okay. I should say sons, like they're, they're young, young men. They will always be your boys. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, they'll always be your boys. And so I can imagine you would have been so busy throughout those, you know, seven years that you had uh, raising the children. Mm-hmm. You mentioned um, your late husband as well. So I can imagine that you would have had an absolute roller coaster over the years to deal with. Um <laughs> You know, how is it that you've managed to come through the other side of, um, you know, raising two children, losing your husband, and then, um, you know, sink your teeth back into your career and step into a leadership role as well? What do you attribute all of that to? Like, you're obviously an extremely determined and uh, focused person, I'd imagine. 
there's a lot of determination, you know, yep. you, when you're going through that roller coaster, yep. you know, there's some days that are just so low and others yeah. that are so high. Those low days, yep. what you have to remember is you get to go to bed and wake up in the morning and start it a clean slate all over again. Yep. And that yep. has gotten me through life. Mm-hmm. Just knowing that. And um, it just pure determination. I, I yeah. just determined to succeed. And I, mm-hmm. um, I, I owed it to my boys. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I owed it to my boys and I wasn't stopping. Yeah. Um, I, I improved jobs. I kept doing upgrades to jobs. I, um, I met a wonderful man. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm remarried. Yeah. He's the buyer at Whole Foods. Oh my gosh. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Speak into that food industry. And I've recently um, encouraged my youngest son to join the food industry. Great. And he is a sales or a key account manager, actually. Yeah. um, For Propel Natural Foods. So it's a big continual. Yeah. The cycle continues. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, You know, when the kids were growing up as well, and I've said this to a, a few people out there, but, you know, having parents and witnessing them work really, really hard in their career is such a great example to, you know, set for them, you know, not only for their own work ethic, but they get to see you, you know, um, go through the peaks and troughs of a career or life and, you know, watch to see how you handle the journey. And that really resonates with kids and they pick up on everything. Like I see it in my kids every single day, like they don't miss a beat. And I'm sure you'd agree, you know, with your sons too, but yeah, I'm sure that they've grown into, you know, really strong um, young men as well. And, you know, they're kicking off in their career, which would be extremely rewarding for you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Both of them being successful has been you know, I'm just like a proud peacock mama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the best bit about parenting being proud, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, you mentioned success before, but define success to you. Like what does success look like in your career? Um, for me, it is the ability to make a difference. Mm. Um, I really feel I make a difference out there, uh, whether it's getting somebody to try a new product or to try something vegan. Um, yeah just little things make, make success. And Mm. I don't need huge accomplishments, although those ones are really good too. Yeah. Just making little differences is highly successful in my opinion. Yeah, no, that's a good call. Um, you know, every day you can sort of, like you suggested, if you can rest your head on the pillow and close your eyes at night, knowing that you have made a difference either, you know, within that day or that you're making small incremental change in your own life or somebody that you love's life, it it makes a huge impact. And I think that's what gets us all through the day, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. So what's next in your career? You're obviously pushing really hard still and, um, you know, at Brandseed and you've still got the title of, or you're holding the title of president of the Food Executives Club. What's next for Kerry Somerset Williams? You know what? I am not even really sure. I yeah. am right now just kind of um, enjoying where I am. I've been yep. three years with Brandseed, so yep. everything's nice. It's Everything just seems to be going really well. My Good. Personal life is amazing. Yeah. Um, my career is great. I'm enjoying my food executives, so I'm not sure it can get much better. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the ride, eh? Absolutely. That's great. Hey, listen, I've got another question that I'd like to ask. Okay. If we were to fast forward for a year from now, and you could say to me that you'd had your best year ever, so we're talking about career, life, you name it, 
what is it that you would have accomplished? <laughs> I want to say something, but I can't say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what you could say. <laughs> A listing at Save on Foods? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Hey, you put it out into the universe, right? Yeah. I'm sure someone from Save on could be listening. Uh oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I think just more success at career or at my career. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. You know, as I say, I, I don't, maybe it's buying that place in Mexico, but. Um, Yep. It's really being just a little bit more successful, just getting a little bit more done yep. um, on, on the career front. Yep. Um, and you know what? I'm, I'm getting older and I do see down the road as who knows how much longer, you know, I'll want to be in the business. I think yeah. there might be a, a point in time where I just want to, uh, it's not next year, but yeah. um, retirement and having yep. fun with the rest of my life before I get too old is yeah. something that's um, really appealing as well. Yeah, no doubt. Like, you know, we all hold on to our careers and I guess for all intents and purposes, I'm relatively, you know, just, just getting into my career, like just hitting my stride right now. Like I've never been happier in my, um, in my career right now. And the results are starting to show, which is really cool, but I've still got a lot of years ahead of me, but mm -hmm. you know, with you, you know, in the twilight of your career, you could call it, you're still, you know, you're probably, and what I find is when I'm talking to people that typically at the end of their career, it's when they have all of the street smarts, they've got all of their contacts, their network, it's coming relatively easy and they're really enjoying it. And they're sort of coasting home to some degree, but what does retirement look like to you? Like you mentioned that, you know, <laughs> potentially a house down in Mexico, but what else would you fill your time with? Oh, I want to do some volunteer work. Yeah. Cool. I really, yeah. whether it's um, children's hospital, really cool experience for um, our family is when my yep. late husband had cancer, my right. son is growing his hair and he yep. shaved it for balding for yep. dollars for Vancouver's yep. uh, children's hospital. Yep. And um, I've always loved children's hospital. Mm -hmm. I'd love to be able to maybe work a day a week there yep. or work with older people um, yep. in homes. I just, that to me would be rewarding to be able to help and Put a smile on somebody else's face. I can imagine. And yeah. Between that and uh, my husband and I often talk about being out of the country for three months of the year yep. and yeah, and just traveling and finding a beach in Bali or wherever yep. and just yep. enjoy three months. Yeah. That's awesome. What a great goal. You know, um, obviously the career in the CPG retail world has been really good to you. And for anybody that's just starting out, whether it's, you know, they've got a brand, a manufacturing company, and they're selling into retail or they're working in any other sort of aspect, what advice would you give them? Really, really pick a lot of brains. Talk to strangers. Yeah. Like, because everybody wants to talk. They're there for a reason. They want to yep. get their message across. And you know what? you might have a 20 minute conversation with somebody, but if you can pull one sentence mm -hmm. out of that conversation that sticks with you, that yep. helps you either grow your business, um, get more business, um, grow yourself personally. It is yep. so worth that 20 minutes you just spent. Yeah. Do you have any memorable conversations that you've had? Like a 20 minute conversation that comes to mind? Not offhand. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's okay. I keep on talking about common themes on this podcast, but one theme that just keeps on coming up is you're only as strong as the network that you've got around you mm -hmm. and the people that you can lean on and, um, you know, whether they're mentors or whether it's somebody that is walking in the same path or there are a few, you know, streets ahead of you, they've been where you are and, you know, you can look to them to, 
you know, gain some advice or, you know, bump some, bounce some questions off. You're only as strong as the network that you've got. And I guess that ties really well into the Fit Executives Club of Vancouver, because that's obviously where you've found a lot of value as well. And I'm definitely going to come along for the next lunch in December. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Yes. Well, look, Kerry, thank you so much for your time today. Um, if there was anybody that wanted to reach out to you to, you know, discuss opportunities with Brandseed or the, um, the Executives Club of Vancouver, um, what's the best way? Ah, you can always uh, look me up, uh, LinkedIn. Yep. Yep. Um, you can give me a call if you have my number, an email. I'm yep. always here for everybody. I've always got an ear and an idea. So awesome. please reach out. Will do. I'll put your contact details in the show notes. So for anybody out there, just have a look down below in the show notes and you can get in touch with Kerry. Listen, Kerry, thank you so much for your time today. I genuinely appreciate it because I know you're an extremely busy person. So thank you. Thank you, Hayden. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. Bye. Have a great day. I'd like to say a special thank you to our show sponsors, Food Pack. Brad Mondachuk and Futurepreneur Canada for making this all happen. If you've got any questions from today's show, feel free to shoot me an email at hayden at thepackheavypodcast.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn under Hayden Thompson, that's T-H-O-M-S-O-N, or you could DM me on Instagram. And one thing that would mean the absolute world to me would be a rating and a review. I'll see you next week.